This is episode 555 of the Pixelated Saucers podcast for Monday, November 26th, 2018. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about some Fallout 76, some maybe a little bit of Danger Zone 2 and Brawlhalla, and a bit of anime, because I am starting to catch up with the current fall season and I have been pleasantly surprised by it so far. So that's a good thing, but I'll leave that to the end because that's where anime belongs. Though I did start watching Dragon Ball GT, and I think it's just Dragon Ball GT, not Dragon Ball Z GT. But so far, it's 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 terrible. I I find it to be the worst Dragon Ball uh, of the bunch. But apparently, it's canon now and crap. I don't know. It's all a bunch of nonsense. Who cares what's canon and what's not? I need to watch a movie about some Broly guy. I don't know. But Fallout 76. So I played for about two, three hours. And I think there's room for it to be a decent game if one thing was changed. And it's a thing that affects all aspects of the game and its enjoyment. Because I think while it wouldn't make for a great single-player experience, because it is such a dead world, and to bring life into it, you need to play with other people because of the lack of NPCs and all that. Your interactions with the world are really through finding dead bodies and hearing countless uh, tapes left by these corpses and interacting with robots who are typically vendors so you can sell all your shit and whatnot uh, and buy stuff and running into monsters and bugs and ghouls and all that but no humans outside of real other life characters who are are weird there's some weirdos in the game but i think despite all that it could be a decent single player experience as a more relaxing exploratory just being all of the the world because it's a pretty world it's not the most beautiful world but i think it looks pretty good uh maybe that's because i'm playing on an x but it doesn't look too bad and there's more color in it than i remember being in four with the fall leaves and stuff like that um But what kills the experience and makes it so that regardless of whether you're playing by yourself or with other people or what have you, it's an annoying, naggy, tedious experience is the hunger and thirst system. So your character will go hungry and will go thirsty. And when this happens, you lose a quarter of your AP, your action points, which you use for the real-time VAT system if you want to use it, which I don't see much point in using it because it's, it's it, the percentages are so low that you might as well just shoot like it's a regular shooter, and you're, you're, you're probably more liable to hit more frequently doing that. But it's also what you use for sprinting and 
general walking. So if that gets drained too low, then you can't even walk at a quick pace. Uh, you know, don't even think about sprinting. You just can't even move at a brisk pace when it's completely drained. And that sucks that you lose half of your bar when you're both hungry and thirsty at the same time. And that wouldn't be a huge problem if your hunger and thirst meters lasted a while, but they don't. Drinking purified water and food, I, th I think the, the majority of food and regular drinks will give you about 15% uh, of your meter back. And you might think, oh, that'll give me at least 15 minutes, right? A, a minute per percentage? No, it does not. It gives you maybe five minutes. I don't know. I feel like I, I would drink some purified water and feel like, okay, I'm good for at least a, a little while. No, it's like already back in the red again a few minutes later, seemingly. I'm sure it's not exactly a few minutes later. It's probably longer than that, but it feels like it's only a few minutes later. I, I feel like I'm being constantly nagged to drink so much water. It's crazy because in the real world, we don't need to eat and drink that often. You know, you'd think that it would last, you know, drinking a little bit of water and food would give you enough to survive for a day's worth in game, but that's not the case. And that's what really kills the experience for me because it makes experience everything else in the game annoying because I have to keep feeding into that system. And I don't know why it's in there because to me, in my experience, that kind of system, this really tedious, annoying, constant hunger, thirst system is more present in a lot of survival roguelikes where you start off you've got nothing you have to survive so you have to find items and craft and do all this stuff to just survive in this random wilderness you've been thrown into and then when you die you start all over and that's not what fallout 76 is and it seems like it's trying to be like even with rust and those types of games i think there's more of a starting over kind of thing or you just lose all your, I don't I don't know I've never played those games but I get more of that feeling from those types of systems and that doesn't suit Fallout 76 where you start the game and you spend so much time crafting your your character and you know sculpting their face as much as you may or may not want to do and you know giving them all these different marks and scars and and making them your own character and then you're going through the vault, which takes however long it takes, depending on if you try and explore and how long it takes you to give up and realize there's nothing to find in the vault. It's just all uh, dressing and there's there's nothing there for you to really interact with. You can I think you can pick up other party hats, so you can have multiple party hats, but I don't think there's anything else you can pick up outside of the tables that are guiding you along the way. And here, here are some stim packs and some radish radish not radishes but whatever radaways and all that and when you're in there you don't have to worry about being hungry and thirsty and all that but once you get outside that all changes and it sucks because i don't think a lot of the game is 
terrible. But because that hunger thirst system is in there, I just have no desire to go back into the game because I know it's going to be constantly there nagging me. And as someone who at times will play games when I'm working and I'll just maybe take a break and I'll leave a game on pause. I can't do that because it's an online game. So if I'm not giving it my full attention and, and not even like if I go to the bathroom, uh, if I take a break, I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Who cares if some other character comes up on me and kills me because they're just a jerk, whatever that, that can happen. But the fact that I can come back and then my character's almost dying because they're so hungry and thirsty because I left for a few minutes. I don't, I don't like that, but, uh, that could be fixed though. I don't know if it will, because it seems like it's such an integrated and crucial part to their design decisions for the game. Uh, I mean, it could easily be changed and it wouldn't affect the game overall, but the fact that it is in there and made it through testing and all that, and everyone's like, this is a good idea. I don't know if that'll change, but if if that was changed, I would be much happier and I would be much more excited to go back and play through it because it really does take away from the experience of being engrossed in this world and being in all of these things and, and finding things to just remember, oh, wait, nope, got to drink something. Oh, shit, got to eat something. I'm out of food. I, I guess I got to go find a campfire and or a pot or whatever and craft some more food or I'm going to eat all these things. Oh, wait, now I'm poisoned with all of this radiation, so I got to have uh, use a, a rataway. Oh, I'm all out of rataways. Well, shit, I guess I got to go find a vendor and buy some more of that. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it's got the same old thing where it's like, okay, I'm just going to pick up every single item here and then I'm going to either turn it into crafting resources or sell it to one of the stupid robots. But yeah, it, it at least makes sense in a, uh, the world and its story and the characters that you're always looking for people and then you find them and they're dead and you, you know, learn the story through dead bodies because clearly they just didn't have enough water and food on them. So they died because in this world, everyone just needs to eat all the freaking time. They just need to eat and drink and eat and drink and eat and drink. And it's amazing that everyone in this world isn't just super fat because they have to eat and drink so freaking much. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Fallout 76, a game I want to like, and I think there's potential in it, but that that system alone ruins the entire experience it's it's amazing how a single system a, a hunger thirst system could ruin an entire experience um but yeah uh like i said i've also been playing a little bit of danger zone too just a little bit i'm like oh yeah i forgot i have this and it is a sequel to danger zone and it is a burnout crash type of game not well not burnout crash that over the top mode but the the crash mode in your your standard uh, burnout games you know burnout 3 and revenge and all that and it's better than the first game which was really janky and ugly but it's still not a great looker and it it still doesn't feel that great it feels a little bit better but 
the second mission or whatever, you're, you're driving through all these things and you can hit cars before you get to the end. So you're just trying to get through a, a, like a, a, a trail, a street or whatever before you reach the, the climax area where crashing there is good. But if you hit too many cars or you hit a side and then you crash, then it's a failure. You know, it's not going to just be like, okay, you've crashed here early. You can start racking up points, but you're probably not because the majority of the cards are cars are uh way up there um it just is oh you no you crashed it's like well crashing's a point i just crashed too early um and i crashed too early way too many times on this one area which i guess is embarrassing for me but it's it's okay it's just still not the burnout crash mode that I or I think many people would want it. It's just it doesn't live up to that. And if you have an Xbox One, you can play Burnout Revenge via backward compatibility. So why just not do that instead? Uh, pick that up because it's cheap-ish, probably regular price. I can't remember if they dropped down the price just for good to 10 bucks but i remember when it first launched in backward compatibility it was 10 bucks speaking of backward compatibility where the heck are the new batch of original xbox games this has been far too long since we've had some original xbox games is it that difficult to make them work i mean it could be given that they have the the, the more significant upgrade over their original versions they all look so good oh my god which is why i want to see more uh, on the system and i really hope we get some sooner than later because I don't like waiting so long. I just I want to give them my money. I own almost all of the original Xbox Ones, uh, Xbox. But I don't know what I'm saying. I own most of them though. There's still a handful that I haven't picked up, and some I've picked up because they've been on sale. Like I think it's on sale again for the the Black Friday sale, which is almost over. But Full Spectrum Warrior is super cheap. You can get it right now. Though its regular price is like fifteen, which is crazy. Uh, I think they should all be ten bucks. But then I think Destroy All Humans was twenty, but that went on sale for like three seventy four a few months ago, which was a perfect time to get it. Um, but yeah, I want more original Xbox games, please, please, please. Um, and then the last thing I played a little bit of is Brawlhalla, which is a free-to-play Smash Brothers type game from Ubisoft, I'm guessing, since uh, there is Rayman in it and probably some other characters. I think Shovel Knight is in it. I don't know. There are a bunch of other characters you can unlock, but only a few that are open from the beginning. I'm guessing you unlock them through in-app, in-game purchases and not in any other way but i don't know for sure um it it's just another reminder of how good smash is at that formula because while i've never gotten super into smash brothers i think so many games that try and be smash in, in that style of knocking people out of the the area the play area uh, to defeat them instead of worrying about a health bar and all that kind of stuff. They just never feel that good. And this one doesn't feel that good. I like the art when it's static. I just like the art from an aesthetic standpoint, from a design standpoint. But when it's in motion and, and you're actually playing it, 
doesn't look that great. It looks very flat and uh, it, it just doesn't have a lot of pop to it. it it's, it's just very flat. There's not a lot of depth to it and it doesn't look that great. Um, it's from a from a, a gameplay standpoint, the, the combat doesn't seem all that in depth and I didn't have a lot of fun playing it. I went through one tournament against the computer characters and I won and I felt like I was just being really cheap because I was being really cheap and that worked and even when I wasn't trying to be cheap and I was just trying to maybe uh, check out the way the fighting system works and messing around with combos or stuff like this it just seemed like those were really pointless and I should just stick with my method because that was working and yeah I mean it is free to play it came out I think in 2015 in early access originally but it only came out a month or so ago on xbox one which is where i have been playing it and i just found it to be really really boring uh and comparing it to another recent smash-esque game that i played brawl out i believe it's called is much better it has its own issues, but it looks way better. Brawlout looks fantastic. It is such a great-looking game, but it, it again, doesn't feel that great. But it, it's a, a more fun and a more challenging experience than Brawlhalla. But it's also not free-to-play, which is what Brawlhalla has going in its favor. But, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing because it's been a busy weekend. And then the snow came, snowing all, not, I wasn't snowing all today, because I don't snow, but I was shoveling, and you know it's not fun? Shoveling a 130 foot or so driveway full of wet snow. Got about 7 inches or so in my neighborhood, and that is never fun, especially when I get to the end of the driveway, and it's just, it's just water underneath, so that was just like, ugh, but I gotta get it out of the way, because it's just a mess. But yeah, before I get to the anime bit of this here show, I want to talk about, because I forgot to mention it last show, I think it already came out, the live-action, quote-unquote, live-action trailer for The Lion King came out, and I think it looks like trash. Uh, I mean, it looks good from a visual standpoint, but I just don't see the point. One, I don't understand what any of it is live action is it, how is any of it live action is it just because they look real they look like real animals so that makes it like it, it's like a live action movie if we use real animals but we're not using real animals maybe they have some you know wide shots of africa that they throw in there like that's actual footage and the, the animals that are like this big on screen are real animals so live action it technically live action um, I just don't, I don't see the point. Why do it? I know why they're doing it. Cause it's going to make a lot of money. People are going to want to see it. So many people are like, Oh my God, the trailer's making me cry. It, well, no, it didn't do shit for me. It just made me want to go back and watch the original Lion King because that to me is going to be such a better experience. I can't, um, I can't see how it's going to be a better experience or even that great of an experience. Unless it's really, really brutal. I hope Mufasa's death is so brutal and you just see him trampled to death and his body is just 
all beaten and bruised and bloody and his tongue's hanging out and maybe his brains have been splattered. I want to see that. But we're not going to get that. I just, I don't know. I don't see the point of it. But I'm not a huge fan of their live-action movie so far. I thought Cinderella was interesting because it was a different take and everything. But I still didn't love it. Jungle Book was cool in some ways. But I was annoyed by the singy-talky thing they were doing in it. Especially with Christopher Walken's version of I Want to Be Like You, which is my favorite Disney song. And it's sung so perfectly by Louis Prima, who I adore in the original animated movie, that I was just so annoyed that they butchered the hell out of it. It bothered me so much. And that is just something I'm like, just make a movie. You don't have to have singing. And if you're going to have singing, then commit to singing. Not this weird chalky thing and he's doing the ooh ooh ah ahs and it like it's it did not work for me uh, but it was an it's an okay movie it looked great um and then i i think the one that was the most interesting because it gave us something live action and, and it was something that wasn't just a direct take on a previous animated feature was maleficent but i didn't I've only seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen the whole movie. I think that's all that's been released so far. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of people love that trailer and are so excited for it. I am so very not excited for it. But I am excited about this season of anime because so far it's been pretty good. I've caught up with... One, I've caught up with an ongoing series, Gegege no Kitaro, which I, f- I just don't like at all anymore, and I'm only sticking with it because I've made it through 30 or so episodes, and I don't want to drop it now and have this 30-episode uh, of a series that just lingers there as an unfinished series. When who I like, I just hope it's ending soon. I hope it's not going to be like 100 episodes. I hope it's just going to be, whatever, 51 episodes or something. But it's a show that's grown worse and worse over time. And I really liked it in the beginning. But it's become really annoying because of its decision to make Ratman, who's a character in the show, such an integrated part of the show. And he's often involved in the situation going on that he does something stupid or is trying to make money fast or do this or that and he ends up breaking free some evil spirit or whatever or he's just being a stupid dick uh the whole time and i i just can't stand him he's ugly as shit to look at i hate the way he looks and i hate his character and he's in far too much of it and he ruins everything about it but even so, the, the the format of the show is very paint-by-numbers, and it's pretty much always the same, where, okay, here's a, a new monster is here. You know, it's going to struggle, and some of these good yokai are going to maybe fall, and then whatever, Kitaro is going to save the day again, or maybe he's going to be, uh, you know, in peril himself, and someone else is going to gonna have to help this one time, and whatever. You know, it's like, you you know how it's going to play out. So it's an easy show for me to turn off half my brain and just kind of half watch. And I'll still get the gist of an episode. And I'm just like, 
please end already. Um, but two series I have caught up on so far are the that time I got reincarnated as a slime, and Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which I'll start with that one. The title makes it sound like it's terrible, and the key art for that makes it look like it's going to be awful, like some maybe etchy nonsense or whatever uh, potential harem kind of crap. But Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. It's actually a very, very sweet romantic comedy, high school romantic comedy that has surprised me with how quiet it can be and just how sweet and heartful it is and isn't really out there and crazy and doing all these ridiculous things. It also has a supernatural side to it with this adolescent syndrome that has characters being invisible to most people or having a, a ground dog, a ground dog, groundhog day uh, effect um, and and stuff like that that they have to figure out if somebody gets a, a, a second version of themselves manifests. And that is a cool aspect of the show as well, but at the heart of it, it's this romantic comedy, and it's it feels very natural. It doesn't feel over the top or anything, and it just is right up my alley, and it's it's been a pleasant surprise because I looked at it and I thought, oh, great. This is going to be some ridiculous, stupid, etchy, Ugh, you know, Moe without the Moe art style type of show, but it's not. It's a very sweet, heartfelt romantic comedy with this supernatural side to it that plays a more significant role than I'm giving it uh, credit for, but I'm all in for the, the, the romance. Um, so yeah, and I like that. And one of the more recent episodes had a really, it was really, really sweet and a little bit sad uh, where one character grew to really like this other character who was already in love with another character. And that's something you've seen play out a lot, but they handled it really, really well in, in the show. And then the other one is that time I got reincarnated as a slime, which is where this one guy protecting, I think, a coworker and his coworker's fiance from a... I, I guess you could call him a mugger or whatever, but he gets stabbed and he dies and then he gets re- reincarnated in another world as a slime. And he's super powerful and he can, you know, he can eat objects and then he can learn their properties and he just can basically do whatever the hell he wants. He's super powerful. And he's crazy OP. But going back to when he died, it was ridiculous the way he died because the mugger, criminal, whatever, was just running through a crowd with a knife holding a really big knife like a, a rambo combat knife at his like chest level pointed out and he was just running he was just steaming ahead he wasn't like screaming give me your money or anything he was just running straight ahead with a knife for seemingly no reason when he stabbed the guy he didn't like go through his belongings and steals well he just left he just kept running it made no it was the dumbest death because it made no sense it wasn't a mugger, really. It was just some crazy person who had a knife and was sprinting. <laughs> and then he ran into... Like, they could have both just gotten out of the way. He didn't have to jump in front of his friends. They could have just parted and let him keep running through. Because everyone else ahead of him, 
just was like, okay, we're just going to move to the side because this guy's a crazy person. He's not trying to hit any of us. He's just running straight. So instead of you all just sitting in the middle and making this one guy jump in front of you, like, it's just really stupid the way he died. But that doesn't matter because the rest of the show is great. It is surprising in how it hasn't become a harem. Uh, and I was a bit worried at first because in the first episode, the main character's with his like dying breath, he says, "Hey, hey, buddy, delete all the stuff off of my hard drive, because you know he's got all the dirty pictures and stuff on there." And he thinks about that again later in the episode. And I was like, "Oh God, I don't want to hear a bunch of humor like this. I don't need a show that is going to constantly be reminding me about how much of a perv this guy is and everything." But they don't play that up as much as I was expecting. Um, and it's got some pretty nice production values. It looks really good. Some, some really great animation. Uh, and I'm just surprised by its... I'm surprised by its lack of constant anime stereotypes and tropes. They're, they're, they're in there, but it's not so much in your face. It, it's more original than I thought it, when you have this character who was reincarnated as a slime. And he's able to basically just, you know, he can eat an object or even just like suck on it or do whatever the hell he's doing and spit it out and learn its properties and gain abilities from that so he can kill a monster and then eat it or whatever and then he'll he'll gain its properties. He killed this spider and he has this super strong web power now and he killed this lizard and he has the ability to create this armor around him. He ended up eating this spoilers he ended up eating this one character which gave him the ability to turn into a human form and yeah so he can he can also turn into the forms of these creatures he eats he can turn into a wolf and he's uh, a guy who wants to make friends with everyone it's like i let's not fight he's constantly bringing everyone together at first he made friends with the goblins and then the dire wolves were attacking them and then he <laughs> he decapitated the the lead wolf pretty gruesome and then he ate him and then he turned in the wolf he's like trying to scare them away but then they're like oh our new master and then the wolves became friends with the goblins and now some ogres just came in and were making a ruckus and you know they were fighting for a while but then he's like no i'm actually a good guy and now the, the ogres are friends so everyone's becoming friends but it's it's a fun show and it looks pretty good and i think a big part of what makes it successful is i think the the, the voice actor for the main character for the slime is perfect so perfect it's the perfect space of being a little kitty and not exactly whiny but something akin to that and not being whiny so it's not like really annoying like a lot of child characters in series it just feels like a, a younger, more playful, innocent character, I guess. But like that, the perfect point for it, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it just fits so well. And I know it's being simuldubbed on Funimation. I haven't checked that out, but I'm very curious to see what the voice of the slime is because it is so great in the the japanese version that i i have a hard time believing it'll it'll work anywhere near as well and uh, but 
I, I've been proven wrong before, I, and I'm a fan of dubs. I also don't remember if I mentioned this, but no, of course I mentioned it, that I think the, the Goku Japanese actor is terrible and ruins any chance of me even giving that a chance. But uh, that's all I've caught up on so far. What I'm excited to catch up on next is Zombieland Saga, which I remember watching the first episode when the season started, and I loved it because you have this girl who gets turned into a zombie, and there's some other girls that she meets up who are also zombies now. And I don't know how deep the premise goes or how crazy it gets, but the first episode is basically like some music manager or whatever wants to turn these zombies into like an idol group or something, but not your typical idol group. And then he takes them to like a heavy metal concert and they perform. And it's just, it is really crazy and funny, exceptionally funny. And yeah, like when they're, they're up on stage, they just start screaming cause they're just not all there in their head uh, for the, the, the most part. Other than the one girl, everyone else is still kind of especially, uh, especially zombified still. And eventually they start attacking the audience. And it's it's a good time. And I'm excited to watch more of that because I heard it changes from episode to episode. Or at least the first three episodes in terms of the, the type of music and, and genres they're tackling. But I'm excited to go back to that. So I, I think that is, is a good place to end this year episode. So that will do it. Once again, I am your host, Mark Rizinez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush 3. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which just got a brand new episode yesterday. This time it was for Castlevania, episode 5. And... I enjoyed getting through that game as frustrating as it could be at times. And I was happy to be able to put together an episode for it. Because it wasn't as easy to try and find the right footage. Especially since I was utilizing save states. And I didn't want to just have a bunch of footage of me <laughs> reloading the same thing. But um, yeah, that, that was a good time. And I, I'm pretty sure my next game will be Hellblade. Uh, followed by Titan, not Titan Quest. Uh, what is it? Titan, Titanfall Two, the the campaign. Because I've always heard great things about that, and I never even touched it. And then Hellblade, I never did finish. At least I don't think I finished. And that is something I need to fix, because I adore Ninja Theory. Um, ever since Heavenly Blade, Heavenly Sword, <laughs> Heavenly Sword. Uh, which I was really disappointed with, but I adore Enslaved, I adore DMC, and what I played of Hellblade, and I was like, eh, this is something, this is something special. So I need to play more of that. And when I say more of that, I mean I need to finish it. So I should do that. Uh, and yeah, if you if you want to watch the video version of this podcast and that there attack the backlog you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and check it all out over there and and other stuff as well and of course every single podcast is available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play apple Podcasts, and spotify as always i'm just so surprised by how many people listen on spotify y'all crazy but i love you and 
If you'd like to check out some of the art I do, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out over there. If you see something you like, click the link. It'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. The discount is still going on, so you can get free shipping on orders of, I think, 45 bucks or more. And if you buy 80 bucks worth of art, which would be crazy, but if you did, I think you get 20% off as well something like that or you get some kind of extra discount for spending a little bit more uh, but you can do all that there and if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do you're not going to get anything out of it <laughs> but you'll know you're supporting this here content and all the content of pixelated sausage because it'll always be free i just i can't i can't not make everything free i, I suck at that part of the the business but you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way if you, you, you like and you like us and everything we do and blah, 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 blah. But uh, I hope everyone had a very wonderful weekend and ate plenty of leftovers, found some good deals, and are enjoying the Cyber Monday deals today. I hope Xbox Live has some kind of Cyber Monday thing of course, it'll last for a week if it's just like a Cyber Monday weekly sale. And I hope, for friggin' sake, that Celeste is in it. Give me Celeste. Just whatever. Mark it down a dollar, and I'll buy it. There's no way they would only mark it down a dollar. But give me some excuse to buy it. Because paying full price is just something... It's just a brick wall that I can't get over. Even though it's only a few bucks if it was, say, on sale for 16 I just know, and it's been on sale for 15 bucks. I know for a fact it has, and I just couldn't pull the trigger then, and I hate myself for not doing that. So I can't not wait again. But that's just my nonsense, not your nonsense. And this here nonsense is ready to end. So bye.